This is episode number 152 of Music Lesson Business Academy. And today we're going to talk about Facebook ads versus Google ads. What's the difference? Which one is better? Should you do either? Let's roll the intro. Hey everybody, Danny Thompson here. Welcome back to another episode of Music Lesson Business Academy. Thanks so much for joining me. I hope everybody is doing good out there. I am doing good myself. Thanks for asking. And uh, just had a really great event yesterday. Uh, we did our Live from the Stardust Lounge student live stream spooky edition. So this was a little Halloween show we put together. It was really cool. It was big compared to the other live streams we've done. We had about, well, we had 16 performance slots, several of them. We did like a little kid band, one of our younger bands, and then we had one of our actual like teenager bands, rock bands play, um, and then a bunch of individual performances. And then basically in between every performance, we had a student-submitted video. Um, it was really, really fun. I had uh, two teachers kind of host it, and they just made videos in advance, really creative stuff. Like they edited the videos really good, and they, they, you know, they were dressed up like Dracula and did their whole little spiel, and it was funny. It was entertaining. Had a lot of parents saying how much they enjoyed the live stream with the videos and the the giveaways we did, and we did music trivia and stuff like that, and like. They, they're really enjoying this format more than, you know, going to the sit down old school recital. So, you know, it's a different vibe for the student for sure, because, you know, they're performing to just a few of us. But I think at the same time, they know that there's a bunch of people watching online and, um, you know, I, I would say the most people that were watching at any given time was about 100, which I was super, pretty happy with. That I thought was really good. And uh, but, the, but the other nice thing is, you know, now those videos are up on YouTube. It's, uh, it's two videos. We did have a little technical glitch. Like for some reason, my computer just locked up about three quarters of the way through the show. So I had to do a quick stop the show and reformat and boom, relaunch. But we were only down for a minute, about two minutes, and we were back up. So it's two separate YouTube videos. Uh, but now those videos are up there. And the main video, you know, so this was last night that we did it, and it's over 500 plays already, which, you know, for our small reach that we have, you know, we're not a global reach as far as what we do as a business. I was pretty stoked on, on that much traffic and, and watching all the comments as it was happening live, it's, it's really fun. And then, you know, the other nice thing is you can download your own YouTube video. You can download it to your computer. So now I'm taking it and editing each, uh, each kid who did a live performance, we're editing that into its own video that I can send to the, to the parents and to the student. 
And I really like that idea because it's an easy way for me to give them something, you know, to remember the event by. So I, I'm really uh, loving this format of what we're doing. And, uh, you know, we're, we're getting more creative with it as we go and kind of figuring out like what works best and how we can, you know, keep people really engaged, um, you know, when we're doing a majority of the time doing this online format. So one of the things that we did is we used some of our American Express points. So this is a super simple thing. I'm sure a ton of people do this, but, you know, we pay some of our bills on credit card, uh, you know, on our Amex stuff that's like reoccurring because we can generate points to use for travel or gifts and gift cards. And so between that and some credit cards and stuff like that, we had all these points. So we basically bought uh, some cool prizes. We got an Xbox one and we just used our points to get it. And then we did uh, raffle tickets and people were able to buy the raffle tickets online. And, you know, we generated enough money to basically cover the fee of the rehearsal space that we rented and, you know, paying some of the staff and stuff. So we were able to do a really cool event, give something away to the students. We had uh, like a local restaurant donated a gift card, you know, stuff like that. And it really didn't cost us anything. So it, it was a cool way to put it all together. This episode of Music Lesson Business Academy is brought to you by NeverAloneBusinessServices.com. Google ads, Facebook ads, SEO, a website design, and more. I have Chris and Jen do my Google ads, and what I really like about doing the Google ads with them is that they own a large music school. So, you know, they're coming at it from our perspective. So they've done this for their own school, and then they can now do it for you. So check those guys out for some marketing help. Mention you heard about it on Music Lesson to Business Academy and save a hundred bucks. This episode is also brought to you by TeacherZone. Scheduling, billing, and student learning management all available over at TeacherZone.com. Give those guys a call. They would love to give you a free demo of their software. All right, let's get into to uh, today's episode all about Facebook ads versus Google ads. Here we go. Paid search helps you find customers. Facebook ads and paid social help customers find you. So that's something that I've read a few times in some other blogs and some, you know, some marketing podcasts and things like that regarding the difference between Google paid search, what most of the time is just called paid search these days, paid search versus a Facebook ad. So we're, we're not going to go deep into the intricacy differences between how these ads work. We'll just skim over that. Most of you guys, I believe, understand that. What I really want to focus in today is a little bit bigger picture strategy of how you want to think about how to use either Facebook or Google ads or neither, you know, if you're not going to do that, or if you're going to use both. Um, so, you know, paid search is essentially you are paying for clicks on that ad. The ad is only shown to somebody who types in certain 
search words, you've put in those keywords to your ad, the relevancy score of your ad impacts who's it's shown to. And over time, you can tweak all those things to get better and better ad results. So what you want to remember is something that you can, you know, kind of assume when doing paid search is that almost certainly, certainly, the person who is clicking on your paid search Google ad is looking and is in need of music lessons. So that's something to keep in mind with your Google ads. Let's keep that in mind on the other side. Now, with paid social, such as a Facebook ad, you are showing that to people based on that ad is showing up to people based on their activities across the internet, across the web. So we are targeting people in various different ways, and it can start obviously really wide and really broad. Let's just target only men that live within a 200 mile radius or, you know, however you want to do it. But then obviously most none of us really do that type of an ad. We're whittling it down to a more specific audience based on our consumer, our typical consumer's habits and their browsing habits. And we can even get it more in-depth by loading lookalike, um, <clears throat> lookalike audiences. So you're actually loading into your ad based on your current customer's demographics. So you're creating a lookalike. So you're even tightening that area. You know, you can go very tight geographically. You can, you can target the type of person very well. But even within all of that, you're not targeting somebody who necessarily said, I'm looking for piano lessons, which with a Google ad, it is much more specific that your ad is only showing up to somebody who typed in, if your ad's done correctly, typed in, I'm looking for Google ads. So again, I think these two distinctions are really important when you're thinking about a potential strategy when it comes to any type of paid ad. So a Facebook ad is going to show to somebody that could be very interested in your product now, may be interested in your product later, or maybe interested in, well, I guess we should say service, should be in, might be interested in your service never. So it's a wider net you're casting, even when we use those lookalike audiences and put pixels on our website. Now, uh, if you're retargeting a Facebook ad, now you're getting even a better segmentation there because you're only targeting, targeting and showing that Facebook ad to somebody who's visited your website. So now you've kind of taken it up a notch, right? Because, well, they made it to my website, so they must be pretty interested in music lessons. They didn't sign up, so now I'm going to show them that ad more often. And that's a good place to start for many people if you're going to do a Facebook ad because it's a lot tighter. You're going to basically, you know, there's going to be a lot less waste in your ad budget. So should you do Google ads? Should you do Facebook ads? Should you do both? Should you do neither? Well, everybody's circumstance is obviously different. So ultimately, this is a decision for you. But here's a few things I think you could think about that might really uh, help guide you. If 
you are working with a more limited budget, maybe you've never done any paid ads whatsoever, I would start with a Google ad versus a Facebook ad. So if you're limited budget, you're just getting into the concept of paid traffic coming to your website. And you may be somebody that's a little more risk adverse. You have a low tolerance for risk because you could set a very small budget with AdWords. You're only spending money when they click on your ad. So, it, it, you know, it's really a marvel of advertising compared to, you know, 20 years ago. It's pretty amazing what you can do with it, you know, to think about saying, I'm only going to show my ad to somebody who specifically says, I want to see that type of an ad. Uh, and then still, when they see the ad, I'm only really paying if they click on my ad. So now there's different ways. Again, we can go deep and look at, you know, impressions versus clicks. There's all kind of ways to set these ads up. And we're not really so, you know, uh, interested in this podcast and in going into the technical elements of it. I think this might just help to, um, you know, clarify the bigger picture marketing strategy that you might want to apply. So now something else you might want to think about if you're thinking about just getting into paid search and you're looking at Google ads, depending on the area of the country you in, you're in and the activity level, a Yelp paid ad may be a way to go as well. It's actually easy to set up yourself. There's not really much technical element, whereas doing Google ads well, you either are going to need to take a lot of time to learn how to do it yourself, or you got to hire somebody. Um, a, a paid Yelp ad, you can just do it right on their website, super quick and easy, and it actually works very well. It's kind of, I've used them off and on over the years, but I've gone long periods of time where I just always had, you know, a $300, $400 um, ad spend happening on Yelp, and I get really, really good results from it. The click-through information on my Google Analytics from Yelp, the performance of that customer is much better than that performance of even my organic traffic and paid uh, search ads, like Google search ads. Now, who might want to do a Facebook ad? Well, if you have a bigger budget, a bigger marketing budget to work with, um, maybe you've kind of been doing Google ads for a while, your other paid traffic, and you feel like you're kind of maxed out on that, like you need this next level of, of you know, push to get that next uh, growth happening out of your school. You've gotten really good at messaging. I think in general, your overall marketing, you have to be better at it to get a result from Facebook ads. Um, you have to have marketing funnels set up and understand how a marketing funnel works. So again, for example, if we look at the top of a marketing funnel, a customer entering that funnel from a Facebook ad quite often is at the very, very top of the funnel. Like they're, they could be very uninterested in your product or service right now versus somebody who clicks into your funnel through a paid search they're going to be much farther along the buying cycle, right? So people go through a buying cycle. I want it. I need it. I got to have it. You know, your Facebook ads may not even be hitting somebody in the I need it or I want it section yet. They might not even know they want it. So you have to understand that for 
you know, when you do a Facebook ad that gets a lot of potential leads coming in, you can't just bail out because the conversion rate on those leads is smaller. It's going to be lower because you're casting a much wider net. So along with that, if you have a very low risk tolerance, you don't probably want to do Facebook ads. It's really designed if you have a little bit higher risk tolerance, uh, you're willing to spend that money and experiment over time, and you have to have these other elements in place. You've got to understand marketing funnels and have that funnel built. You've got to have good email sequences and follow-up sequences that are going to go out to these potential customers. And you have to understand that it's going to take time. You know, both of these things are going to take time. When you just turn it on, it doesn't just overnight work. And Facebook ads take even longer. <clears throat> and it's going to take you time to um, cultivate those customers through your mailing list and through emails to potentially turn them into buyers later. So here are four reasons why your paid ads might fail. Number one is you don't have a strong brand identity to start with. You've got to really be, you know, well-versed in who you are as a company, what you're all about, and you've got to have messaging that goes along with it. If you're unclear in that area, it's going to be very, very hard to make these ads really stick. Number two is you don't have any kind of marketing funnels going. Number three, you don't have email autoresponders and a system put in place to follow up on that customer, such as they go into that funnel, they get the first email, it sets a task for you to call that customer, then it waits three days, sends them another email, sends a task to you to text that customer so on and so forth until they've gone through a long funnel uh, and you've greatly increased your chances of um, you know, signing up that student or that new customer. And lastly, the fourth reason is people just don't uh, stick to these things long enough. It's, it's not an overnight fix. I, I feel like there is kind of a mindset of, I'm going to turn on these Facebook ads. <clears throat> I expect to get all these new students within the first month. And if that doesn't work, I guess I'm doing it wrong. I'm wasting the money. I'm going to turn it off. Most people who say, oh, I tried Facebook ads. It didn't work. When, when you really dig in, you realize they just didn't really, really try to do Facebook ads. They didn't do it right. They didn't have the whole picture put together. So you know, those four things are super important to making your paid search perform better for you. So I would, you know, as you're looking at your grand strategy in your marketing, when it comes to any kind of paid search and your traffic that's hitting your website, you know, just keeping in mind that, you know, part of building, you know, getting new students and building a bigger student base is purely just a numbers game. So if you just start there, if you're getting 10 visits to your website a day and you increase that traffic to 20, you're going to sign up some more students. Over time, you're going to sign up more students. So that would be one you know, lever we could pull from the seven levers is just driving that traffic. If we get better from there at how we follow up with those customers, we have good funnels with good emails. Well, now we're going to sign up even more students and so on and so forth. 
So, you know, if you're only calling or texting one or two customers a day to try to get them to sign up, you know, call or text five customers, you're going to get more sign up. So there's two sides to this marketing. One is just purely a numbers game. If it takes nine no's to get one yes, well, just go out and, you know, you got to get more no's. <laughs> just the law of averages is going to work out in your favor. And I think, you know, a lot of times we forget that. And then the other side of it is the art form side of it of creating better copy and, you know, better funnels and better messaging and creating, you know, a better campaign, a better ad campaign and email campaign so that with the same amount of numbers, we're getting a higher closing ratio. Hey guys, before we move on to the seven levers portion of the show, I wanted to tell you about my new coaching program that is available, Music Lesson Business Academy Answers. This is a no fuss, no muss, straightforward, bare bones coaching program. This is for somebody who doesn't want to go through modules and, and watch videos, uh, take any kind of quizzes. There's no, you know, 10 hours of videos you got to watch. There's no monthly commitment to calls or group participation that you have to do. This is just really straightforward. You will have your own chat page that only you and I see. You have a question. You type it into chat. I will answer your question roughly within 24 hours, give or take. You put another question up. I will answer that question within 24 hours. It is really straightforward, really easy. I feel that it answers a need that a lot of people have, which is, you know, they're busy, they're doing stuff. They just have a question. They don't want to post it on Facebook and have to read through 800, you know, uh, responses that after the third or fourth one don't even have anything to do with the original question. You don't know if that information is even any good. You could just go right here to one source and we can have a conversation via text. It's $12.99 a month. It's so cheap. I can't believe that I'm doing it, but I've been doing it for a while here with a few people and it works great. It's really easy to do. So this is your bare bones, cut and dry entry into getting some personal coaching. Go over to musiclessonbusinessacademy.com and check it out. All right, since we talked about paid traffic and Facebook ads and Google ads, which, you know, the goal of those is to drive potential new students to our website, I thought I would talk a little bit about lever number two, which is opt-ins, and specifically kind of what I call like the second half of lever number two, because we can use opt-ins in several different ways. So I'm just going to hit one element of it today. And that opt-in is having a transitional offer on your website. So you're spending money on this Facebook ad or this Google ad to drive traffic to your website. And depending on what area, what level of, that, of the funnel, of the sales funnel, that customer is coming to you in, they may not be ready to buy today. They land on your website. They look around. They think, yeah, this could be good. I'm not sure if I'm ready to do lessons today, but I feel like I'm, I'm kind of in the investigatory stage of this whole thing. We want to capture that customer's email address right there if we can. So 
you know, if 10 people come to your website today looking for potential lessons, you might only get one or two of those people to click the button that says sign up or to call you and say, I've got a 12 year old. I want to get him on your schedule. Boom, boom, boom. Let's do it. What happens to those other eight people? So with those other eight people, we want to have a transitional offer that gives them a reason to give us their email address. So, you know, you could do a pop-up form on your website. You could, within that pop-up form, you could offer some kind of discount coupon. You could offer an entry into a sweepstakes, which works pretty well. Um, you know, think that through. What is it that you could offer somebody in a transitional offer that would make them give you their email address? Now, saying sign up for my newsletter, that generally will not do it because people just don't like newsletters and they don't really care. They want to get something out of it. So a discount coupon, an entry to win, those are really effective. Depending on who your customer base is, if you were only targeting um, adult guitar, you know, adult students, maybe you just run a guitar lesson online business and you're getting adult guitar students. Well, now those students will opt in for free lessons and free content, like a 10 video course on basic guitar playing or something like that. If you have a wider student base and you get a lot of kids, that type of transitional offer isn't going to work because generally that is mom or dad who's visiting your website. They don't want a course on guitar because the guitar lessons are for their 12-year-old. They're not going to sign in and get the course and then give it to their kids or anything like that. So if you're going to offer the parents something like some type of ebook or something, it has to be something that would be really helpful or interesting for them as a parent, maybe as a parent of a music student. What are things that would be good? We did a gear guide for a while that that did OK, um, where it was like, you know, you're getting started in lessons. You need some basic stuff. Here's a gear guide. If you're starting in guitar. You know, if you're going to go acoustic, here's choice A or choice B, you know, electric, you can look at this one and this one. We just put that together real quick in an ebook, and we got quite a few downloads from that. Um, so think that through. What can you do to offer a transitional offer? Because you don't want those people to just hit the website and bail. Now you've got their email address and they can go into some type of email sequence. Maybe not a email a day blast them trying to sell them right now email. But it could be a little lighter touch email sequence that show, you know, says, oh, here's the highlights of, of the show we did with all of our kids. Look at how awesome all the students did. You know, those type of things that just sort of reach out and touch them every so often and remind them, hey, you know, you were interested in getting your child signed up for lessons. I'm just giving you a soft touch here to remind you that you might still want to do that. So that's part of lever number two opt-ins the transitional offer okay guys that is it for today i apologize on the video for the blackout for portion of this uh recording uh but you'll just have to listen anyway you guys that watch on youtube i i, I don't know why you would potentially want to watch my ugly face but uh the audio is there and that's really what matters uh, go over to musiclessonbusinessacademy.com. You can get a free course, The Seven Levers of the Music Lesson Business. You can also join my new coaching program, Music Lesson Business Academy Answers. And I'm starting to put up more courses over there that you guys could just buy a one-off course. So um, coming soon, probably should be up by the end of today, actually. 
will be the Business Foundations course. Um, that's a cool one. Real simple, real straightforward. That's a great starting point if you want to just get um, you know, a really basic course to kind of get you started and get your head in the right spot and give you a few things to focus on in the foundational elements of your business. And I hope to be adding just course, 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 course all the time up there now so that there'll just be a lot of individual courses. If you're not into any kind of membership, you don't want to, you know, coaching on a regular basis, maybe you just have an interest in a certain area. Hopefully there'll be a course up there that will help you that you can get. Um, and that's it. All right, guys, I hope you uh, have a great one and we will see you soon. Thanks so much.